precious Listen. building. You are more than the air. Listen, I close to my heart. See her face and notice she sees. Your reflection is more than you see. You are more than a phenom. Lasting essence longer than eons in the plateau that we on. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I'm your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Thank you guys for uh, coming back for another week. As usual, you know how we get down, mental health check. Uh, this week, I was uh, I was all right. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I, I had a better week this week, just kind of stabilizing emotionally with... Um, with my with my new normal in regards to having my goddaughters here um during the week so we're getting there um it's it's, it's still a struggle we're still we're still going through some stuff uh, this past week um my daughter my daughter that passed away would have been 8 months so i had to deal with that that was very uh, that was an emotional day for me but all in all i feel like um it was okay you know um, just got to keep fighting, keep pressing. Every day I wake up, um, I'm able to to say to myself, I am enough. And we're going to, whatever it takes to get through that day, we're going to get through that day. And just minute by minute, hour by hour, you just keep trying to to get through what you need to get through. Um, I hope you guys all had a good week. Um, if not, as usual, you can reach me at, um, on IG, Poet, uh, Poetic Properties Podcast. Um, on Twitter, Poetic Properties. Um, I'll have my uh, my ads or my handles, whatever they're called now, um, at the end of the video. They're also the links are also posted in the description of of the video. So again, I hope you guys all had a good week. Um, and I'm here if you need to talk, if you need to just understand you're not alone in your um, your journey to fight through your your mental health situations. I'm here. Uh, last week we we discussed uh, being able to get through some things, and someone listened and they actually hit me up, and they wanted me to go into details about um, how I'm able to press through, or what my specific regimen is for me to to get through what I have to get through. But in order to to get to the regimen, you have to to understand my level of depression. I feel that we are all depressed to a certain extent we just don't realize it because we're we um as african-american people we are taught to be so tough i said this last week it's is we're taught to just suppress so much uh within us so we don't really understand what's going on because we're conditioned to assume that it's weakness when we share emotion um and it's not the case you get older and you start to realize that those things that happened to you when you were a kid or certain conversations or certain traumas that really it built up and created something within you. So for me, um, I've always I've always been a little bit off, uh, just for lack of other words, since I've been since I've been little, just emotionally, um, very temperamental, very, very moody since I've been young. Um, and it's just, it, it, it comes from things that you witness. Um, I've witnessed domestic abuse as a, as a child, um, getting whoopings, stuff like that. Like that's true. That's true. Even though, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that creates a level of, of, of trauma 
that you have to deal with when you when you grow up. Um, I've been through bad relationships, you know, a failed marriage, um, baby mama issues, you know, uh, being being in love with somebody at a very high level and breaking up at that time of the intensity, you know, the intensity of love was so high, but still breaking up. And it's just, uh, for me, I'll remain silent at the cost of not making no one look bad or not bringing nobody in to my business per se. So it's just a lot of stuff that has gone on in my life. Um, losing my child, you know, losing my father-in-law at the time. Like I said, my, uh, like being divorced, um, being a single parent, um, financial stuff, health stuff, you know, uh, clinically depressed, heart condition, lung condition, muscle disorder. It's so many things that have just compounded on top of one another. And then you get that sense of loneliness. But um, for me, I've never been lonely because I'm, I'm used to being by myself, even in the midst of a crowd. I'm very, I'm very much to myself. I'm very much private, um, borderline secretive, not for any other reason, but I have trust issues, right? That, and that plays a part with my anxiety. I don't trust too many people. I've been through too much. I've seen through too much or I've seen too much to, to allow me to put, to, to put trust in a lot of people. So it's just been so much in my life that has happened, but I try to focus on the good and focusing on the good. Like everybody, you know, everybody tends to say, you know, focus on the good, you know, don't worry about the negative stuff. And even though that that's not a, that's not a negative response, it creates a negative effect because when you're only focused on the good stuff, you're still not, it, it's, it's equivalent to being told, shut up, don't cry, men don't cry, or, you know, women handle stuff like this, or women, you're so strong, shut up, like, no, you know, it's, it's imperative that you have a balance, right, so if you're going through negative things, and you're only focusing on positive, those negative things are still building up, those negative things, like, they still create this turmoil on the inside of you, and, you never talk to no one. You never get it out. You never express it. You never do any of those things because everybody says it's 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 the same thing. It it's the same, but it's different how people tell you to get through stuff. Like when you're coming up as an African American or as a black person, your parents they they they've learned to be so tough, so they teach you to be tough. And to them, tough is not crying, uh, not expressing, not overly expressing emotion and stuff like that. When you get older, the professional the professional way to tell you to get over it is just focus on the positive. You don't focus on the negative. The negative holds you back. Well, focusing on the positive, it doesn't or only focusing on the positive doesn't give you uh, it, it doesn't give you balance that negative still is sitting on, on on the inside so on the outside you're focusing on so much happiness and you're smiling and you're doing this you're making moves and stuff then you go home and you're ready to blow your brains out because you're never dealing with the negative so as i went on my journey to figure out how to break down um this wall inside of me um 
I had to take a few steps, right? I had to, I had to, one, be okay with being alone, right? Um, because once you, like, if you're not okay with being alone, it's going to take you a very, very long time to figure out who you are. Like, if, 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 and I, by alone, I don't mean like a group of people, friends, etc. I mean in relationships. For me, I always feared being alone. Right, I've always been. Uh, I've always feared being alone. I've always feared being a single parent. Um, I saw the struggle with stuff that that, that my mom went through be before we, you know, got with my stepdad and stuff like that. Um, so it's like for me, that was a fear of mine when I got up. I just never wanted to be divorced. I never wanted to be a single parent because I saw it as a child. But unfortunately, I, you know, even though. I saw it as a child and I did everything possible, possibly, uh, everything that I possibly could still ended up being a single dad. So that cre that's a, that's another level of trauma, right? So I said it before, I just kept trying to go to the next relationship, next relationship, never giving myself time to deal with a divorce. I had a kid, uh, had a kid by my girlfriend. Like we were really, we were really good friends first. Um, then we, we had a kid that went bad because of some things that was said and they were just hurtful for me. I won't repeat them because I'm very big on not disrespecting either of uh, either the two of my baby mothers, regardless. Um, but some things were said that really, that really affected me mentally, that really affected my soul and her and I didn't work out, um, and so I kept moving. I kept like I kept. I moved on to the next relationship. Her and I were madly, you know, madly in love, and everything was good and great. And but there was just a lot of kinks that we needed to work out, and we didn't we didn't give each other the time to. In my opinion, we didn't give each other the time or the respect of making a mistake and then coming together and trying to figure figure out if it's a mistake or if this is or, or if this is a, a behavior for us in our relationship so then after that because I thought that was it because I'd always said if I'm not in a relationship at 35 I'm rocking dolo like that is it is what it is I'm done just me and my kids and, and that's what it's going to be and so I stuck to that right I was like I'm good I'm not about, I'm not going to be with nobody and my first step of was learning how to be alone, right? So I would talk to my brother often and just tell him like man it's just really difficult being by myself. I'm so used to being in a relationship because I've been like I'm not made to be by myself. I have known this, my brothers have known this, my parents have known this. I've been on a search to be with someone since I've been eight years old, like like fresh out of fresh into puppy love all the way to now. Right. I've always been searching for a relationship. I've always been searching for that thing in my mind. That's going to make me whole and complete me and yada, yada, yada. All the things you see on the uh, the 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 rom-coms and all the things you read in these romantic novels and stuff like that. But that shit is not true. Nobody can complete you more than you can complete yourself. Like you don't, don't look for nobody to complete you. It will, it, it not on earth. It will, it will not happen. 
even like when you're spiritual, they say God is the only thing that can complete you. And even then, you know, it's a it's a progression. It's a progression towards perfection. So the first thing that I did, and I'm going to go in detail because my guy, he, you know, he asked me, like, how? I know you said this, but I want to know what you actually did. So for that, I feel like if he's asking that question, somebody else has probably listened to the last few episodes and being like, okay, he keeps skating on doing this and doing that. So for me, right, I had to learn how to be by myself. And what that meant for me is I had to learn how to be by myself uh, 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 sexually. I had to learn how to be by myself mentally. I had to learn how to be myself be by myself spiritually, energy, all of that. I had to just rather learn it because I'm so used to being with, with someone, right? So my process of getting there, I had to, I, I just cried it out first, right? I like, I like daily just cried it out. Like, man, I just can't, I can't believe that I'm alone, right? Because it's imperative that you get it out of your system some way, um, some way or, or another. So I would cry and cry and cry and then I would pray. And I would cry and I would pray. I believe in God. So whatever, whatever higher being you believe in, if you pray to the universe, to whoever, that's on you. For me, I believe in God. I pray, I, I pray to God, right? And I used to pray, Lord, teach me how to not care correctly. Not from a place of malice, but if it don't really concern me and I am of no help to the situation, allow me the strength physically and mentally to keep it pushing because it doesn't concern me. It's not necessary for me to apply any thought to it or any action to it because it doesn't apply to me and I, I don't care. So when I say I don't care about things, I really mean I don't care about them, not like I'm... I'm being fake about it. I'm just really, I, I, I pray for this energy to be able to keep it pushing and, and press forward because that doesn't apply to me. So it's one of those things that it has to line up though. It has to line up in my heart, it has to line up in my mind. So I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll say it until it clicks. I'm a person that, you know, I'll sit in the mirror and look at myself. I am enough. I'm strong. I'm a king. I got this. I'm a good dad. I'm a good person. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I'll tell myself that. Keep going. Keep fighting. Right? So, that's prayer. That's self-reflection. Or not self-reflection. That's self-motivation. So then, I sat down. I said, okay, what did I do wrong? In this in these situations, right? What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Wrote it down. I wrote down my thoughts of the situation. I wrote down what I felt happened in the situation. I looked through it and then I, I held myself accountable for that, right? But then in that, in, in learning how to hold myself accountable, I apologize to me first because if I can't be truthful to me, if I can't be honest with me, how do I expect to be honest and truthful and be able to be who I say I am to others? So sit in the mirror, I apologize to myself. I know it seems crazy because it's like, why are you talking to yourself? But that's not the situation. You are really like you are looking deep in your own soul and you are giving yourself the opportunity to stand on the words that you believe. Right. You're giving yourself the, the 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 same talk that you would give your child, the same talk that you would give someone that, you know, wronged you. You're giving that talk to yourself. So 
you 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 have to be able to self-reflect and say I was wrong there, I should have handled it this way. Man, I wish I would have said it like this instead of like that. So for me, that's I did that for years. I did that for years, right? I I stopped attempting to act like I was flirting. I stopped the 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 I just stopped so much stuff that would insinuate that I was trying to date. I completely immerse myself in me. What am I doing wrong? How, like I start going back to the doctor to get my medical my medical file correct, you know, because we don't go to the doctor enough as black men or just people, just just black women, men as a culture. We gotta we're so afraid of the doctor because they don't look out for our best interests a lot of times. But I know this sounds bad. I rather. The little bit they do offer then not know what's going on at all. So I started going back to the doctor. Okay, I figured out um, I had a heart uh, I had a heart disease, a lung disease, I have a muscle disorder. So all right, what do I need to do to do that? So that created a level of depression. So boom, write down what I need to write down about that. How can I prevent it? Is it healthy? Like is it curable, etc. Cried about that. Prayed about that. Every day I woke up, I kept it pushing. Right? So that's prayer, that's self-reflection, the self-accountability, and then now it's action, right? Figure out what's wrong with you physically. Because now you're now you're you're praying, your mind is centering. Um I, I began to meditate. Excuse me, I began to meditate as well as, as my prayer. So, as everything started to feel like it was crumbling, right, then I started writing down goals. I started writing down things, uh, uh, small things, and I started writing down uh, large goals. So, my small goals are, um, let's say, six months to a year. My larger goals are two years to five years, right? So that two year to five year goal, I work on it, work on it, work on it. And when it creates a level of frustration that is gonna add to anxiety or depression, I attack one of the smaller goals that I know that I could conquer, right? When you do that, you get a sense of courage and, and mental stability and strength to, all right, now I'm gonna work on the big goal again. We we often have we all we often have these these outrageous um, goals, whether it be physical, spiritual, financial, mental. We make these large goals. We forget to add small ones because if you if you're attacking something so large, like like anything else, you have to pick at the large thing. It's very rare that you could just say, "This is my this is my goal," and then within a week, a month, two months, that goal is complete, right? But if you have a small goal, something that's that's a day to day goal, just to keep yourself accountable. Okay, I'm gonna get up at six. I'm going to brush my teeth by six o five. I'm gonna wash my face. I'm gonna get in a, like stuff like that. Just something that's really simple that can just give you the courage. Like okay. I set this goal, I met it, 
I set this goal, I met it. Okay, boom. I know I want to fix my credit. Boom. I know I want to buy a house. I, like, And then you attack that type of stuff. Like I said last week, the conversation with my brother is attaching everything to the end goal. Like, that was so deep to me. I don't know why. Like, that, like, when he said that, that was so deep to me. Like, that makes you conscious of every step that you are attempting to take. Because in everything that you're doing, what is your end goal? So for me, my end, my end goal is to be, to, to, to not be depressed, to not be anxious for anything, right? So everything that I'm doing when it's praying, when it's uh, meditating, when I'm writing in my journal, um, when I'm writing in my journal just to express, when I'm writing the things down, my goals, my short term, my long term, when I'm writing down things that I feel like I handled incorrectly, that helps me to continue to grow. It, it, it's important that you keep a log of, of however you keep it, whether it's a mental log, a physical log, well, however you keep it, it's important that you keep track of what you're trying or, or of your progression. It's important that you also keep track of your setbacks so that you can say, okay, well, this is what was, this is what was going on right here. This is why I felt like I kind of fell off. So that you have something that's visual that you can continue to build on to get you to where you you need to go. Um, one of my guys in 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 the group chat, right? He's going through something. I won't say his name out of respect, but he's going through something um, personal with his family. And so I told him the hardest part to me. In life is the new normal adjustment. And then what that means is like for me, right? I have six kids, no matter how you slice it. One of my kids has passed away. My new normal is one of my kids has passed away. So when I'm doing things with the kids and, excuse me, and they're laughing, they're doing this and they're doing that, I feel my child missing. And I cry about it, but that's my new normal. So I have to adjust and say, okay, don't forget her. And 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 I understand she's not coming back. And it hurts. It like, trust me, like it hurts. But I have these other kids that if I keep on breaking down, missing her without enjoying my time with them, they're gonna be like, oh, he don't care about us. He's only worried about the child that's not here. And I love all of my kids equally. But if if I'm not taking those steps to deal, do the positive, which is spend time with my kids, enjoy them, the ones that are here, you know, enjoy them and what they're doing. But then in my in my prayer time, in my meditation time, cry about my child that's gone because it's a balance. So it's not about not looking at the negative or not focusing on the negative. It's about identifying the negative so that you can conquer that. Because if you can't conquer and release the, the negative energy and emotion, there's no way you're going to grow past or not past, but there's no way you're going to be able to grow through the positivity because you're still focused on the negative. So keep track of what you're going through. 
And again, whether it's mental, whether it's physically on a piece of paper, whether you write it in your phone, just make sure that you are aware of what's going on. You have to sit down and say, this is who I want to be. This is what I'm trying to be. This is how I'm trying to move. And then write down what it takes to get there. A lot of us don't have examples of, you know, like a lot of us don't have the examples needed. We didn't have the examples needed to 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 make us fully rounded, right? We were only we we were molded with the tools that our parents were given, and they weren't given much. With the technology that we have now, with the with the ability to be able to research therapy, whether it be for yourself, for your kid, for your spouse, for your relationship. Uh, stress at work like we have so much technology now that we can research these things and it's important that we utilize it so that we can be more well-rounded another thing is not being afraid not being afraid to be who you are if this is who you are and this is who you you are trying to be you can't let nothing or no one stop you from being that right if you wake up and you don't feel like you are who you are supposed to be, it is your job to take the steps. For me, I pray, I meditate, I write, I express, I create. And I medicate it. If you need to be medicated because of your depression, because of your anxiety, I encourage you to see someone. Stop letting people make you feel like it's the wrong thing. Like, even for me, at first, I was like, I was telling my mom, my brother, like, look, if these people try to put me on some medicine, I'm going to get the weed. Here's what it is. Because I would rather, I would rather get on something that's not addictive than to get on some type of prescription that is, that is addictive, right? But on the flip side of that, I'm like, I have to figure out if that's what it is. I don't want to get on nothing that is going to be an addictive and I'm itching this and shit looking like Pookie from New Jack. If it's going to make me do that, nah, I don't want to do that. I'd rather smoke because I know, I know how medical weed works. They have specific things for, you know, uh, specific ailments. So I used to say that. I started taking the medicine that first week. I was telling my mom, my brother, yo, this, I can't stay awake. I don't know what it is. I'm about to turn on this. Like, I'm feeling like a, a dolphin. Second week, things started getting chaotic. Like, it's weird. It created such peaceful chaos, right? The chaos was everything, or the, or the peace was everything becoming clear. Like the fog being removed from my mind. It had a lot of things like just coming clear. But the chaos was now. There's no fluff behind it. So now I know why I'm mad. Now I know why I reacted that way. I know why I said it that way. So it's like it creates another uh, 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 a tornado of anger. Because now it's like you're reliving it, but you're you're reliving it with clarity. So for me, I decided to write like when as stuff started getting clearer, I started writing it down so that I could adjust for 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 the future. So it's imperative that you that it, it, if you if you pray, pray. If you meditate, 
that's even better because you can pray and meditate together. Um, hold yourself accountable. Self-reflection, meaning you have to keep telling, you have to keep telling yourself who you are until you're that person, right? I look at, listen, every day I walk past the mirror, I look at myself, I tell myself something different. You are strong, you're tenacious, you are handsome, you are a great dad. You, I tell myself something every day. Even when I have bad days, you could have did that better. You shouldn't have reacted like that. It's very rare that somebody has to check me on accountability these days. I am able to stop and say, you were wrong, you shouldn't have did that, or you were right, but you still shouldn't have did that. So it's not easy. I don't I don't know if it sounded easy as 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 I'm explaining it. I don't know if it sounds if it sounds hard. I don't know. It's it, for me it was very difficult, but the first step was relying on myself. Not being scared to fail, not being scared of the journey. It's 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 peaceful chaos, I'm telling you. It's peaceful because I get to figure out who I am. It's chaotic because I never knew who I was. So going through this journey of figuring me out, it took a lot of prayer first. It took a lot of meditation. It took a lot of just me crying. It took a lot of me just, I mean, snot nose like Trey in in boys in a hood crying just daily just missing my ex feeling you know horrible about being divorced feeling horrible about being a single dad it took so much crying and and you know in headaches and sleepless nights and prayer and reading books and med it took so much of that for me to even get to a place to where i was able to fight for who i am so that's my routine. I take my medicine every day. I pray every day. I take time to meditate. If I, I, I write down, you know, what's going on or I take a mental note of what's going on, um, I try to figure out, you know, this is who I want to be and what, like whatever that is that day. If something happened at work and, and I feel like I've done something wrong, I check myself. If I feel like I've said something wrong, like I'm not, I'm, I'm quick to apologize. I don't, I don't move in a, in a, I don't operate from ego no more. I'm just trying to be the best person that I could be and try to help people and let people understand that this depression, this anxiety, like this is a real thing. And we clown people and we laugh at people. Uh, just don't be depressed and stuff like that. But when you have depression and, and, and when you have depression at a very high level, it can end your fucking life. I'm sorry, I don't I don't mean to, to be profane, but that's how severe it is to me. It when you are at a certain level of depression, it can end your life. And people think that it's as simple as just don't be depressed. It's not. So understand who you are, who you were, and who you are trying to be. Pray about it, meditate, take note, and correct yourself. Remember, it's always complex. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. You guys have a good week. Hope you tune in next week.
In the midst of it all, I've lost my well-being, forgot who I'm meant to be. Though I travel vigorously through shadows to reach my sunshine, sometimes the sunshine is in remembrance of this one time I lost it. I was stuck in my darkness. Times were at their hardest and I couldn't get no better, so I prayed for more better blues like them old dudes bearing their old soul. Accomplishing something like I came with the whole goal. Instead of having a relevant road to beat my feet through, my life had become a sheet that see through. And I've been searching for a comforter ever since the freeze over. 360 degrees older, but my feet colder in sub zero conditions. I speak over and over to create repetition and make what I speak my first nature. I am my best critic, but my worst hater. Trapped by my freedom to talk about life to deadheads when they don't want to be talked to. I know what it's like. At one time, I lived like life was a walk through too, but through every journey, I stole wisdom so one day I could talk to you and tattoo my relevance on the wall of new life. Same man, different bulb, I'm surfacing new light. Echoing free speech at the price we all pay. Death, it's all day, but with the Lord's will, I'm postponing my payment until my speech is engraved in your cerebral cortex and you think of this vortex like more sex and see that somebody with sense is coming to you. Since the heat is up, my words become a fetus up in your uterus. I know you may think that you are used to this, but think different because being used to things that you are used to is how you lose you in false thinking. If you have a small inkling that things are in slow motion, focus because in an instant it will become so potent. You are so open to decline the blessed feeling of new light. If it's too bright, get some stunner shades and turn two day into night. Keep steady, stay ready so you don't got to get there. Even if you got to live there and keep the grass up, half full in a glass cup, laugh plenty, wrap up to hold the heat in, but don't overdo yourself. Do yourself. No matter who's reading your script, trip not. Stay tight as a slip not cry drips not but get over your tragedy because dwelling makes life rapidly go pray hard let your majesty know even if it seems i think god i need strength and the ability to be great then let god work while you walk by faith